are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. Sapphire Planet. The Earth's terrain varies greatly from place to place. About 71% of the surface of the Earth is covered by water, with much of the continental shelf below sea level. This equates to roughly 15,000 square kilometers, or 58 million square miles. The submerged surface has mountainous features, including a globe-spanning globe-spanning mid-ridge ocean system, as well as undersea volcanoes, oceanic trenches, and submarine canyons, oceanic plateaus, and abysmal plains. The remaining 29%, not covered by water, consists of mountains, deserts, plains, plateaus, and other geomorphologies. The planetary surface undergoes reshaping over geological time periods because of tectonics and erosion. The surface features built up or deformed through plate tectonics are subject to steady weathering from precipitation, thermal cycles, and chemical effects. Glaciation, coastal erosion, the buildup of coral reefs, and large meteorite impacts also act to reshape the landscape. 
The continental crust consists of lower density material, such as the igneous rocks, granite, and sinite. Less common is basalt, a denser volcanic rock that is the primary constituent of the ocean floors. Sedimentary rock is formed from the accumulation of sediment that becomes compacted together. Nearly 75% of the continental surfaces are covered by sedimentary rocks, although they form only about 5% of the Earth's crust. The third form of rock material found on Earth is metamorphic rock, which is created from the transformation of pre-existing rock types through high pressure, high temperatures, or both. The most abundant silicate minerals on the Earth's surface include quartz, feldspars, mica, pyroxene, and olivine. Common carbonate materials include calcite, which is found in limestone, and dolomite. The pedosphere is the outermost layer of the earth that is composed of soil and is subject to soil formation processes. It exists at the interface of the lithosphere, atmosphere, hydrosphere, and biosphere. Currently, the total arable land is 13% of the land surface, with only 4.7% supporting permanent crops. Close to 40% of the land's surface is presently used for cropland and pasture, or an estimated 1.3 times 7 kilometer square of cropland, or 3.4 times 10 to the 7th kilometers of pasture land. The elevation of land surface on the planet Earth varies from a low point of minus 418 meters at the Dead Sea to a maximum altitude of 8,848 meters at the top of Mount Everest. The mean height of land above sea level for the entire planet is 840 meters. The abundance of water on Earth's surface is a unique feature that distinguishes the sapphire planet 
from others in the solar system. The Earth's hydrosphere consists mainly of the oceans, but technically includes all water surfaces in the world, including inland seas, lakes, rivers, and underground waters down to a depth of 2,000 meters. The deepest underwater location is Challenger Deep of the Mariana Trench in the Pacific Ocean with a depth of 10,911 meters. The mass of the oceans is approximately 1.3 times 10 to the 18th metric tons or about 1 4,000th of the total mass of the Earth. The oceans cover an area of 3.6 times 10 to the 8th kilometers square with a mean average depth planet-wide of 3,682 meters, resulting in a volume of 1.3 times 10 to the 9th kilometers cubed. If all the land on Earth were spread evenly, and all the water on Earth put on top of it, the water would rise to an altitude of 2.7 kilometers. That is a lot of water. About 97.5% of the water is saline while the remaining 2.5% is fresh water. Shockingly, most of the fresh water, about 68.7%, is currently in the form of ice. The average salinity of the Earth's ocean is about 35 grams of salt per kilometer of seawater. Most of this salt was released from volcanic activity or extracted from cool igneous rocks. The oceans are also a reservoir of dissolved atmospheric gases, which are essential for the survival of many aquatic life forms. Seawater has an important influence on the world's climate, with the oceans acting as a large heat reservoir. Shifts in the oceanic temperature distribution can cause significant weather shifts, such as the El Nino southern oscillation.
The atmospheric pressure on the surface of the Earth averages 101.325 kilopascals with a scale height of about 8.5 kilometers. It is 78% nitrogen and 21% oxygen with trace amounts of water vapor, carbon dioxide, and other gaseous molecules. The height of the troposphere varies with latitude, ranging between 8 kilometers at the poles to 17 kilometers at the equator, with some variation resulting from weather and seasonal factors. Earth's biosphere has significantly altered its atmosphere. Oxygenic photosynthesis evolved 2.7 billion years ago, forming the primarily nitrogen-oxygen atmosphere of today. This change enabled the proliferation of aerobic organisms as well as the formation of the ozone layer which blocks ultraviolet solar radiation permitting life on land. Other atmospheric functions important to life on Earth include transporting water vapor, providing useful gases, causing small meteors to burn up before they strike the surface, and moderating temperature. This last phenomenon, moderating temperature, is known as the greenhouse effect. Trace molecules within the atmosphere serve to capture thermal energy emitted from the ground, thereby raising the average temperature. Water vapor, carbon dioxide, methane, and ozone are the primary greenhouse gases in the Earth's atmosphere. Without this heat retention effect, the average surface would be minus 18 degrees Celsius in contrast to the current plus 15 degrees Celsius and life as we know it would likely not exist. The Earth's atmosphere has no definite boundary, slowly becoming thinner and fading into outer space. Three quarters of the atmosphere is contained within the first 11 kilometers of the planet's surface. This is a very, very thin life support. This lowest layer is called the troposphere. 
energy from the sun heats this layer and the surface below, causing expansion of the air. This lower density air then rises and is replaced by cooler, higher density air. The result is atmospheric circulation that drives the weather and climate through redistribution of heat and energy. The primary atmospheric circulation bands consist of the trade winds in the equatorial region below 30 degrees latitude and the westerlies in the mid-latitudes between 30 degrees and 60 degrees. Ocean currents are also important factors in determining climate, particularly the thermohaline circulation that distributes heat energy from the equatorial oceans to the polar regions. Water vapor generated through surface evaporation is transported by circulatory patterns in the atmosphere. When atmospheric conditions permit an uplift of warm, humid air, this water condenses and settles to the surface as precipitation. Most of the water is then transported to lower elevations by river systems and usually returned to the oceans or deposited into lakes. This water cycle is a vital mechanism for supporting life on land and is a primary factor in the erosion of surface features over geological periods. Precipitation patterns vary widely, ranging from several meters of water per year to less than a millimeter. Atmospheric circulations, topological features, and temperate differences determine the average precipitation that falls in each region. The amount of solar energy reaching the Earth decreases with increasing latitude. At higher latitudes, the sunlight reaches the surface at a lower angle and must pass through thicker columns of the atmosphere. As a result, the mean annual air temperature at sea level decreases at about 0.4% centigrade per degree of latitude away from the equator. The Earth can be subdivided into specific latitudinal belts of approximately homogeneous climate, ranging from the equator to the polar regions. These are the tropical or equatorial, subtropical, temperate, and polar climates. Climate can also be classified based on the temperature and precipitation, with the climate regions characterized by fairly uniform air masses. The commonly used 
Köppen climate, has five broad groups, humid tropics, arid, humid middle latitudes, continental, and cold polar, which are further divided into specific subtypes. Above the troposphere, the atmosphere is usually divided into the stratosphere, mesosphere, and thermosphere. Each layer has a different lapse rate, defining the rate of change in temperature with height. Beyond these, the exosphere thins out into the magnetosphere where the Earth's magnetic field interacts with the solar wind. Within the stratosphere is the ozone layer, a component that partially shields the surface from ultraviolet light, and thus is important for life on Earth. The Karman Line, defined as 100 kilometers above the Earth's surface, is a working definition for the boundary between atmosphere and space. Thermal energy causes some of the molecules at the outer edge of the Earth's atmosphere to increase their velocity to a point where they can escape from the planet's gravity. This results in a slow but steady leakage of the atmosphere into space. Because unfixed hydrogen has a low molecular weight, it can achieve escape velocity more readily and it leaks into outer space at a greater rate than other gases. The leakage of hydrogen into space contributes to the pushing of the Earth from an, from an initially reducing state to its current oxidizing state. Photosynthesis provided a source of free oxygen, but the loss of the reducing agents such as hydrogen is believed to have been a necessary precondition for the widespread accumulation of oxygen in the atmosphere. Hence, the ability of hydrogen to escape from the Earth's atmosphere may have influenced the nature of life that developed on the planet. The current oxygen-rich atmosphere, most hydrogen is converted into water before it has the opportunity to escape. Instead, most of the hydrogen loss comes from the destruction of methane in the upper atmosphere. The Earth's magnetic field is shaped roughly as a magnetic dipole, with the poles currently located proximate to the planet's geographic poles. At the equator of the magnetic field, the magnetic field strength 
of the planet's surface is 3.5 times 10 to the negative fifth with a global magnetic dipole moment of 7.91 times 10 to the 15th. According to the dynamo theory, the field is generated within the molten outer core region where heat creates convection motions of conducting materials, generating electric currents. These in turn produce the Earth's magnetic field. The convection movements in the core are chaotic. The magnetic poles drift and periodically change alignment. This results in a field reversal at irregular intervals averaging a few times every million years. The most recent reversal of the North and South Poles occurred approximately 700,000 years ago. The field forms of the magnetosphere which deflects particles in the solar wind. The sunward edge of the bow shock is located at about 13 times the radius of Earth. The collisions between the magnetic field and the solar wind forms the Van Allen belts. These belts are made of radiation. They are a pair of concentric torus-shaped regions of energetic charged particles. When the plasma enters the Earth's atmosphere at the magnetic poles, it forms the auroras. Earth's rotation period relative to the Sun, its mean solar day, is 86,000 400 seconds. As the Earth's solar day is now slightly longer than it was during the 19th century because of each because of tidal acceleration each solar day varies between 0 and 2 milliseconds longer. Earth's rotation period relative to the fixed stars is called its stellar day by the International Earth Rotation and Reference System Service, otherwise known as IERS. Their time for a stellar day is 86,000 164.09 seconds per day. Apart from meteors within the atmosphere and low orbiting satellites, the main apparent motion of celestial bodies in the Earth's sky is to the west 
at a rate of 15 degrees per hour or 15 degrees 15 seconds per minute. For bodies near this celestial equator, this is equivalent to an apparent diameter of the moon or sun every two minutes from the planet's surface the apparent size of the sun and moon are approximately the same. Earth orbits the sun at an average distance of about 150 million kilometers every 365.2564 mean solar days or one sidereal year. From Earth this gives an apparent movement of the Sun eastward with respect to the stars at a rate of about one degree a day or a Sun or Moon diameter every 12 hours. Because of this motion, on average it takes 24 hours, a solar day, for Earth to complete a full rotation about its axis so that the Sun returns to the meridian. The orbital speed of the Earth averages about 29.8 kilometers per second or 107,000 kilometers an hour which is fast enough to cover the planet's diameter which is about 12,600 kilometers in seven minutes and the distance to the moon, which is 384,000 kilometers, in four hours. The moon revolves with the Earth around a common barycenter every 27.32 days relative to the background stars. When combined with the Earth-Moon system's common revolution around the Sun, the period of the synodic month from New Moon to New Moon is 29.53 days. Viewed from the celestial Noah Pole, the motion of the Earth, the Moon, and their axial rotations are all counterclockwise. Viewed from the vantage point above the north poles of both the Sun and Earth, the Earth appears to revolve in a counterclockwise direction about the Sun. The orbital and axial planes are not precisely aligned. Earth's axis is tilted some 23.4 degrees from the perpendicular to the Earth-Sun plane and the Earth-Moon plane is tilted about 5 degrees against the Earth-Sun plane. Without this tilt there would be an eclipse every two weeks alternating between lunar eclipses and solar eclipses.
the Hill Sphere, or gravitational sphere of influence of the Earth, is about 1.5 gigameters, or 1.5 million kilometers in radius. This is the maximum distance at which the Earth's gravitational influence is stronger than the more distant Sun and planets. Objects must orbit the Earth within this radius or they can become unbound by the gravitational perturbations of the Sun. Earth, along with the solar system, is situated in the Milky Way galaxy, orbiting about 28,000 light years from the center of the Milky Way galaxy. The Earth is currently about 20 light years above the Milky Way galaxy's equatorial plane, living very nicely in the Orion spiral arm. Because of the axial tilt of the Earth, the amount of sunlight reaching any given point on the surface varies over the course of the year. This results in seasonal change in climate, with summer in the northern hemisphere occurring when the North Pole is pointing toward the sun, and winter taking place when the pole is painted, pointed away. During the summer, the day lasts longer and the sun climbs higher in the sky. In the winter, the climate becomes generally cooler and the days shorter. Above the Arctic Circle, an extreme case is reached where there is no daylight at all for part of the year. This is known as polar night. In the southern hemisphere, the situation is exactly reversed with the South Pole oriented opposite the direction of the North Pole. By astronomical convention, the four seasons are determined by the solstices. The point in the orbit of maximum axial tilt toward or away from the Sun and the equinoxes when the direction of the tilt and the direction of the Sun are perpendicular. In the northern hemisphere winter solstice occurs on or about December 21st. Summer solstice is near June 21st. Spring equinox Equinox is about March 20th, and autumnal equinox is about September 23rd. In the Southern Hemisphere, the situation is reversed, with the summer and winter solstices exchanged, and the spring and autumnal equinoxes dates switched. The angle of the Earth's tilt 
is relatively stable over long periods of time. The tilt does undergo nutation, which is a slight irregular motion with a main period of about 18.6 years. The orientation, rather than the angle, of the Earth's axis also changes over time. Precessing around a complete circle over each 25,800 year cycle. This precession is the reason for the difference between the sidereal year and a tropical year. Both of these motions are caused by the varying attraction of the Sun and Moon on the Earth's equatorial bulge. From the perspective of the Earth, the poles also migrate a few meters across the surface. This polar motion has multiple cyclical components, which collectively are termed quasi-periodic motion. In addition to an annual component to this motion, there is a 14th month cycle called the Chandler Wobble. The rotational velocity of the Earth also varies in a phenomenon known as length of day variation. In modern times, Earth's perihelion occurs around January 3rd. Perihelion is when the planet is closest to the sun. An aphelion around July 4th. Aphelion is when the planet is furthest from the sun. These dates change over time due to precession and other orbital factors which follow cyclical patterns known as Milankovitch cycles. The changing Earth-Sun distance results in an increase of about 6.9 degrees in solar energy reaching the Earth at perihelion relative to aphelion. Since the southern hemisphere is tilted toward the Sun at about the same time that the Earth reaches the closest approach to the Sun, the southern hemisphere receives slightly more energy from the Sun than does the northern over the course of a year. This effect is much less significant than the total energy change due to the axial tilt and the most of the excess energy is absorbed by the higher proportion of water in the southern hemisphere.
The moon is a relatively large terrestrial planet-like satellite with a diameter of about one quarter of the Earth. It is the largest moon in the entire solar system relative to the size of its planet. Although Charon is larger relative to the dwarf planet Pluto. The natural satellites orbiting other planets are called moons after the Earth's moon. The gravitational attraction between the Earth and the Moon causes tides on Earth. The same effect on the Moon has led to its tidal locking. Its rotation period is the same as the time it takes to orbit the Earth. As a result, it always presents the same face to the planet Earth. As the moon orbits Earth, different parts of the face are illuminated by the sun, leading to the lunar phases. The dark part of the face is separated from the light part by the solar terminator. Because of their tidal interaction, the moon recedes from the Earth at the rate of approximately 38 millimeters a year. Over millions of years, these tiny modifications and the lengthening of the Earth's day by about 23 microseconds per year add up to significant changes. During the Devonian period, for example, which was approximately 410 million years ago, there were 400 days in a calendar year, with each day lasting 21.8 hours. The moon may have dramatically affected the development on life on Earth by moderating the Earth's climate. Paleontological evidence and computer simulations show that the Earth's axial tilt is stabilized by tidal interactions with the Moon. Some theorists believe that without the stabilization against the torques applied by the Sun, and planets to the Earth's equatorial bulge. The rotational axis of the Earth might be chaotically unstable, exhibiting chaotic changes over millions of years, as appears to be the case for the planet Mars. Viewed from the Earth, the moon is just far enough away to have very nearly the same apparent sized disk as the sun. The angular size 
of these two bodies match because although the sun's diameter is about 400 times as large as the moon's, it is coincidentally 400 times more distant. This allows total and annular solar eclipses to occur here on Earth. The most widely accepted theory of the moon's origin, the giant impact theory, states that it formed from the collision of a Mars-sized protoplanet called Theo with the early Earth. This hypothesis explains the moon's relative lack of iron and volatile elements and the fact that its composition is nearly identical to that of the Earth's crust. A planet that can sustain life is termed habitable, even if life did not originate there. The Earth provides liquid water, an environment where complex organic molecules can assemble and interact, and sufficient energy to sustain, to sustain metabolism. The distance of the Earth from the Sun, as well as its orbital eccentricity, rate of rotation, axial tilt, geological history, sustaining atmosphere, and protective magnetic field all contribute to the current climatic conditions at the surface. The planet's life forms are sometimes said to form a biosphere. The biosphere is generally believed to have begun evolving around 35 billion years, 3.5 billion years ago. The biosphere is divided into a number of biomes inhabited by broadly similar plants and animals. On land, biomes are separated primarily by differences in latitude, height above sea level, and humidity. Terrestrial biomes, lying within the Arctic or Antarctic circles at high altitudes or in extremely arid areas, are relatively barren of plant and animal life. Species and their diversity reaches a peak in human lowland, humid lowlands at equatorial latitudes. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving 
the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet? Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.